Hi, my name is Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen. After knocking out 15 Ironman triathlons, I am an everyday healthy human just like you. In this podcast, we will discuss how to metamorphosize into an everyday healthy human through healthy physical habits and mindsets, as well as authentic living. Let's transform together in this journey called life and become the best everyday healthy human ever. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast. My name is Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen Rulon. And today's guest, we have Sarah Lucero Calhoun. And uh, Sarah and I have known each other for a little bit over six years. We would see each other at some events um, in San Antonio, and then she started her triathlon Ironman journey. We started following each other on, on the gram, right? And I always knew Sarah was very into fitness, but then as I started talking to her more and more, I didn't really realize how into fitness she was because this woman has done four Boston marathons. She has competed in eight fitness competitions. She has done five Ironman triathlons along with five half Ironman triathlons. And then just this year, Sarah qualified for the daddy of them all, the Ironman World Championship in Kona, Hawaii. And I'm super stoked for her. And I just, I knew she would get there. I just knew that she had to be patient. So welcome, Sarah. And thanks for joining me. Thanks, Jen. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for the invitation to come on to the show. I love that you're starting a podcast. It's super exciting because I think a lot of people that follow you on social media probably don't get enough. And when you take your little internet hiatus, is that you do sometimes? You're like, I'll be gone. I do. I'm like, what? What are we? Where is she going? Okay. So anyway, glad to be here, and I'm sure a lot of people will be glad to be tuning into the podcast. Thank you, thank you. So as I told you a little bit about the Everyday Healthy Human podcast, we all have started somewhere, right? A lot of people see the tip of the iceberg, qualifying for Kona, going to Boston, like all of that. Like with you, I think your fitness journey has been a pretty long one and evolved and and developed. And I think mine's, I've always enjoyed running and I've enjoyed sports. I wasn't really good at the group sports, but I liked individual sports and running was a, you know, running and I loved swimming too. So I ran through college a little bit as, as an intramural athlete. But as I got into my 20s and started working professionally, um, I was a newscaster for 26 years. I started to just to train and continue training. And I saw that Oprah Winfrey did her first marathon. That was in the early 90s. And that, that Oprah was big back then. So I was like, you know what? If Oprah can do a marathon, we'll buy how Heck, I can do a, a marathon too. Well, I did a marathon in San Antonio. I think it was 1993 was my first one. Uh, didn't know how to wow. train. I didn't know what I was doing. I ran about five miles a day for four days a week. Then once on the weekend, I would do a long run. And it would get a little longer and a little longer. <laughs> so... That's kind of how I trained, and um, that marathon hurt. <laughs> it was a painful one, right? But, and it, I was a one and done. And I said, "I'm glad I'm. Gonna, I've done it. We'll never do it again. I'm, I'm, you know, reached the pinnacle." But anyway, then I ended up a couple <laughs> years later. I was in Chicago. I was like, you know, this seems like a really nice marathon here. I'm going to try to do this one. 
So I trained for that one and I did that one too and loved it, but still I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I just kind of did the marathon, trained a little here, trained there, didn't have any sort of coaching or anything, but got it done. And I just fell, I just fell in love with running. It made you feel so good. And I did that for a long time until I hit my thirties and the body said, you can't run every day, Sarah, your joints hurt. (laughs) It hurts. Mm -hmm. So then I started Yeah, I started cross training and I got into triathlons and I thought, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to do a half Ironman. Well, why not? You know, I'll just, you know, I I swam in high school. (laughs) I'm already running. Uh, I'll pick up biking. And uh, I started training for my first half Ironman after I did like the MS-150. I did like in 1998 or at some point I did the MS-150. And then um, trained for my first half Ironman in 2010. Uh, I did Ironman Galveston, the half one. And then I ended up doing that same year. I did Ironman in Texas in Austin. Remember they had a 70.3 in Austin? Ah, yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long did time ago. In and then I ended up, I was going to go go for the full and do the first Ironman Texas in 2011. But then I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter. So I was like, I think I'm just going to have to put this off for a while. <laughs> Um, so right. I couldn't really train and I got into the, um, the marathon training again, I could do. So I thought, well, you know, I think I'll, I'm going to try to qualify for Boston. You know, that seems like a really good, you know, goal. So I did that. I ended up getting a trainer. I got a coach, somebody who actually knew what they were doing when they were running. And he helped me get fast enough to qualify for Boston. So I did that with him. A mutual friend of ours, right? A mutual friend, Edgar, who is a right. well-known San Antonio running coach, Edgar Gonzalez. And so then he helped me for the, for quite a few years. He was my coach, probably for almost 10 years to just go back to keep to train from Boston. Because I ended up going to Boston four times. Um, and in that time, though, I did end up having four children. And I decided after the fourth one, running is not going to cut it. I just got to cross train because, you know, there's something going on with my body. You hit your forties and like the muscles go away and you're just like, Ooh, I'm a big block. <laughs> so then right. I, I saw, I got into bodybuilding and the bodybuilding competitions. And I saw the women that had all the muscles in the gym and I'm like, well, I need to do what they're doing. And they were doing the fitness competitions. So I got into that. Um, got down to like 8% body fat. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm, this, wow. Is, this, is incredible. this is so fun. So what I ended up doing is I did um, compete in bodybuilding, but I couldn't give up my running. I love endurance. I, I'm an endurance junkie, just like you. So I would for about half the year, I would train for marathon and ha- about a little more than half the year, maybe seven months, I would do bodybuilding, like just hard. And my coach would not let me run that bodybuilding coach that I had beautiful friend of mine today, Helen, she would forbid me from running because, you know, you can't build muscle if you're running at all. Um, Needless to say, I never got really huge as a bodybuilder, but I got tone and I, you know, I really got to where I wanted to be with my body composition. I was really happy. I ended up becoming a, a, like getting my pro card as a natural bodybuilder. A lot of hard work. Yeah. It's a lot of sacrifice. You don't get to go to many places and eat different foods. Um, It's a lot of packaged food that you make yourself, a lot of meal prepping and planning. One of the biggest pieces of advice that, that somebody gave me and that I follow was huge. Like if you have a day where you, you have an hour, maybe 45 minutes, you can get a workout in or you can meal prep for the next three days, meal prep ah. for the next three days. Take that time to meal prep instead of working out. 
because then you can control your food for the next three days instead of like you're, yeah. you work out for 45 or an hour, then you're starving, you have no food, and then you just eat like a sandwich and two bags of Doritos, which is what I used to eat on my way to work. You know, so, so it's so <laughs> yes. you know, I, I can go on and on and on. You know, I just, I, I ended up, I, I love endurance. So I got back into um, triathlons and I said, you know, I had my goal back in 2010 to do a full Ironman. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to pick an Ironman, something that's warm and flat and easy. <laughs> is that funny? I want to pick an easy Ironman um, and I'm going to go for it. I was uh, with the coach I had at, at the time. She was laughing at me. She's like, there's not really any, there's not an easy. I mean, there is a, a course that is good with your strengths, but it's not easy. I did. I picked my first one was Cozumel in um, 2019. So right before COVID. Yeah. Is what I went to, to Cozumel. And I ended up, I started doing a plan on training peaks. So I followed this plan. I bought it on training peaks and it just started training myself. But 10 weeks out from the full Ironman, I thought, you know, I have only been on the bike for like 60 miles. And I don't think that if I'm on the bike for another hour, I'm going to even get close to 100. I was really nervous. And I'm like, I've got to I've got to have somebody help me do this because I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm following this plan, but it's not working. So I ended up hiring a coach back then. And she helped me get to the starting line. And, it, you know, in her training, helped me get to the finish line at Cozumel. And I thought that was going to be it for me. I said, I'm done. I'm this is, I'm so happy. I'm just here. And I've done it. I've done it. Well, right. guess what? As you probably can imagine, <laughs> like two days later, you're like signing up for another one. <laughs> That's right. After my second Ironman, which I ended up finishing like two hours faster, two and a half hours faster than my first one. I was like, wow, hey, I'm, maybe I'm, may, I might be kind of good at this, I think. I'm going to just try to go for Kona. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember contacting, reaching out to you because you, you podium at one of your races, I go, and I remember telling you, I'm like, you have to go, you have to go to roll down. Like you have to go get your award and then you might get that spot. And you're like, really? I'm like, yes, go. Um, and I was like, I was on Instagram. I was like, go, go, go. And when you told me you didn't get it, I was like, no, but I just knew that you would. First four girls went yeah. and I was number five. And so I didn't get to go. Five, so I was like, I, thought, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. so close. First of all, I was, I had knee surgery. I was super injured. I really thought this year was going to be a wash because I wasn't going to be able to be competitive. And Ironman ended up opening so many more slots for women, having women only race in Kona and the men only race in Nice so made a lot more room for women in Kona. And so I, I raced at Ironman Texas this year in April, and I ended up getting a spot. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. That was incredible. I know. Mm -hmm. I saw that you qualified. I was like, ah, she did it. That just made me so happy. I mean, and, you know, and it, it's interesting, too. I mean, we could talk about the elephant in the room about women, you know, the whole split of Ironman, Kona, you know, the men and the women. And, and I think as I look back in my journey, like, I think at that time I would have been upset, you know, because I would want to race with, you know, my, my partner at the time and all that stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. But yeah. now I see it and now I see how it really opens up so many more opportunities for women to do Kona. And that to me is very exciting, you know, it's so amazing. It's, yeah. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. And I, I will tell you flat out, it was, it was one of the hardest races I've ever done. 
really. You it, it will chew you up and spit you out numerous times, but when you cross that finish line, it's you can nobody could take that away from you. It's the best feeling in the world. This year, I was thought I thought twenty twenty three was going to be a, a you know throwaway year only because I was injured and I wasn't going to be able to compete and. Like, well, I might as well make this year, if it's going to be my last year, I want it to be memorable and stand for something. So I, I, I accepted the opportunity of becoming an Ironman Foundation ambassador or athlete. So oh, that's right. I said, yep. do it. I'll do that. Um, and, and I'll dedicate this year, not just, you know, it's not going to be about me making a podium or me making whatever. It's going to be about me raising awareness about the benefits of sports with children and what Ironman Foundation does for kids and disadvantaged folks all around the world, not just in the United States. You know, they do bike distributions. They do backpacks with school supplies for kids. They do adaptive sports programs, group swim lessons. Uh, they have programs for veterans. They do a lot of really, really great stuff. So anyway, that's what it's been keeping me really busy this year, um, just raising awareness and trying to raise money for that. But, you know, I get to go to Kona too, and I'm so excited. I got to qualify. So this year is like, it's like a double whammy, but a good one. <laughs> it is and a, a double one. whammy. And we'll definitely put that link if you guys want to donate, you know, to Sarah's foundation. And I have to do that with you and April. I just haven't gotten around to it. But I was like, I need to know, donate, like, because I get it, you know, like I get how important that is um, to build that for the um, for the kids in the, in the Ironman Foundation. So the one question I do have to ask you is, how can you apply the mindset of an athlete to improve your everyday healthy human? Like how does your mindset apply to your everyday life and how do you thrive from that athlete mindset? I think, you know, it's always, it's always important to set goals set a goal and I mean, get reach that goal day by day, little by little. Sometimes you're going to take one step forward and two steps back. Some days you'll take two steps forward and one, I mean, it's a back and forth. It's not a, it's not a direct route from here to there. You're going to have, as, as we talked earlier, setbacks and challenges and obstacles that you just think are, you know, are, are going to prevent you from getting where you want to be. I mean, you're going to think it's the end, you know, it's the end. You're not going to make it. But show up every day, even when you don't want to, just show up and do it. And trust your training. Yes, trust the coach. The coach, whether yeah. it's, it's training for a sport or reaching a goal at work or at school. I mean, trust the process, trust your coach, and you will get there. I love that. Is there a specific moment in your life that sparked that change or that metamorphosis other than Oprah doing a marathon, like throughout your, all your, like the fitness, like the fitness competitions, the Boston marathon, the Ironman, was there a specific like aha moment that you were like transformed into a different, a different version of you? Well, I just think, I mean, it, in the Iron Ironman, it was finishing my second Ironman when I was able to finish like over two hours faster than my very first one. And I, I finished and I was able to still walk and I was okay. And I was like, wow, this is like, I can do this. And it's not just, yeah. it's not just going to kill me to do this and I can do it again. I, I, I mean, and this is great. So I think it would, that was kind of an aha moment for me when I realized, Hey, you know, I'm actually, I'm pretty decent at these. I'm, I'm going to try it again <laughs> and set a bigger goal. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. Like going back to those goals, and getting into those habits, you know, because we all talk about habits, like 
you know, like you said, you're, you got a couple phone calls, you got the podcast, and then you got to go swim. Even though you did your hair and your makeup, you still have to go in and swim. And <laughs> maybe an hour more than I'm going to get in the water. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Is there something that you would like to share about your fitness journey? Like, is there like one tip that you could think about that maybe could help somebody in their own fitness journey, whether they're starting to walk 10,000 steps a day or they're starting to do, they want to do a 5K or their first marathon? I think it's like, it's sometimes it seems daunting or overwhelming to think, oh, I'll never get to that point at all. But I think just to make small changes, you know, a little bit change a little bit at a time. And then before you know it, you'll have made a whole bunch of changes that really will change your whole life. So, I mean, just doing things little by little, making small changes in your diet, adding a little bit of activity that you didn't do yesterday throughout your days. And that makes a huge difference. I mean, really, that's I mean, it's simple, simple pieces of advice, but it's it makes all the difference. Huge difference. Okay, speaking of nutrition, what's your go-to cheat meal? My go-to cheat meal? Uh, Well, you know, since I'm doing Ironman now, I've not been that great about my nutrition. But um, I do, let me see, on my (laughs) cheat meal, you know, here lately, I mean, I do, I love like a creamy pasta with whatever, fish or chicken, whatever, but some sort of an Alfredo pasta. My daughter makes these great pastas with cream and cheese. And I don't know what she puts in them, but they're so good. And um, so I allow myself to have that because I know that like, for example, the next day I'm going to be on a five hour bike ride or three hour ride or something. Body needs that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I eat bread with olive oil and and salt and pepper at the restaurant. You know, I love like good Good. bread, olive oil and salt and pepper. Oh, I love that so much. So that's really like a big, big, just change from what I didn't use to eat before. <laughs> and, and I enjoy. I, and that's just, people will ask me too, like, do you eat bread? I'm like, yeah, I eat bread. I have a half a bagel like almost every day. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. And I slather it on with peanut butter and I love it. You know, one more question. What is one final thought that you could give the listen, listeners to about how to start their own transformation and become their own beautiful butterfly other than goals and habits? I think, you know what, if you don't really know, you know, what you want to go for, but you want to change, you want to do something, I think you just have to have that mentality, you know, do something 21 times, 21 days, and then it becomes a habit. Just do something that you really, you know, oh, do I want to get up an extra 30 minutes early to get that short workout in? Do that 21 times. And then before you know it, it's going to be a habit. It's going to be something that you can't live without and that you actually look forward to. If you're looking to change your body composition, if you're looking to have, you know, better cardiovascular endurance or whatever it is, do whatever for 21 times. And then you're going to begin to feel that it's like something that you crave and you look forward to. And where can listeners find you online? Well, I'm at um, on Instagram on Sarah Lucero Fitness and Facebook. I'm at, I'm at the Sarah Lucero. I do have a Twitter, which is Sarah Lucero, um, but I don't really get on there too much. So mostly Instagram and Facebook. Okay. And I did see your website and uh, I will share all of that. And then I'll also get the link from you so people can donate to the Ironman Foundation. Yes, please. That would Excellent. be so wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being one of my first guests on the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing your journey for the rest of 
this year and I uh, can't wait to cheer you from afar. Thank you. You know, you've been so awesome. You're always like in my corner. You're, and I know you're like that with all of your athletes, always. but you're just sending little messages of inspiration. So we, I mean, I, t- I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Always, always. Well, thank you. And we will, uh, we'll see y'all soon. Cura Vida. Ciao. Yeah. <laughs>